0: Okay. Ah, uh, boom. Big shack. All type a sneak. Scoop no. Rat no. Usna. All type the girl them as well. Boom. Two plus two is four. Minus one that's three quick maths. Everyday man's on the block. smoke trees. See your girl in the park what's up everybody welcome to a new episode of attack the rim podcast um as y'all already know this is mari aka shoot me a dub aka Dicky snicket you feel me if you follow me on twitter then y'all already know um y'all there's so much to cover i was supposed to do this podcast on thursday just because of how crazy thursday was um, we're definitely gonna get into Thursday and all that happened with the NBA trade tra- trade deadline. But um first I feel like we should square away a few things. The last time we recorded was like uh like two weeks ago basically. Um and a lot has happened since then. So first of all, Philadelphia Eagles came through and won the Super Bowl. I was at work that day, unfortunately. Um but it was pretty cool in the city. i being in Atlanta, I uh, realized that a lot of Falcons fans are very salty about last year, and uh because of that automatically went for the Eagles, which was interesting um yeah, the Eagles played really good it was a good game in general. I was watching it uh parts of it while at work. I really got to watch the the few like like the last few minutes of the game but um it was just an interesting game it was it was exciting it was a lot going on the Eagles consistently, you know, kept moving, kept pushing up the score throughout the game. So that was good to see. Um, Eagles won 41-33. to 33. Um, What really sealed the game was a play called the Philly Specials, basically like a trick play on fourth and goal, in which the ball was, like, snapped to Corey Clement, who threw it to, I believe it was their tight end, Trey Burke. And Trey Burke tossed it to a wide-open Nick Foles who ran it into the end zone for a touchdown and that kinda like sealed the game. Um the Patriots of course could have came back as they always done. I wouldn't put anything past the Patriots, but they were able to, to play some good defense and shut them out. Um up until that point it was the game was basically still up to, to still up for grabs, excuse me. Um and then uh Nick Foles caught that play and that kinda Put the shit away. Um, Yeah. Um, That would be probably one of the greatest plays in NFL, well, Super Bowl history, of course. Um, It's not a play that, it's a play that we haven't, like, seen before, definitely. But to call such a risky play for the coaching staff to be behind it and be like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. It was really good to see that um, the Eagles went out there playing like a team who had nothing to lose. And, well, who had nothing to lose basically because they they were the underdogs. So they came in like, you know, we're going to pull out all the stops in order to win this game. And they made it really exciting, and they're still making it exciting. Their fans are fucking wild. Um, next thing, um... So after the Super Bowl, of course, everything went crazy. Um, This past Thursday, it was a trade deadline, but it was also the uh, Eagles parade. So shout out to them. Um, The very same day, Thursday, this past Thursday, um, Jimmy Garoppolo signed a five-year deal with the Niners, a $137 million deal. Um, The deal guarantees him $90 million for like the next three years of his contract um which is like the largest three-year deal in NFL history and um yeah he's looking to get about 27 million dollars a year um so why is this such a big deal I think it's a big deal because not only is it the largest contract but the focus has also been put upon how little football grow up well the focus from other people is um how is he getting such a big deal when he's played such a little football um especially for the Niners um although he was able to win five straight games towards the end of the se- the first season with the Niners last year and like rack up uh almost like a little over 1500 yards um people are asking like is that enough to warrant 137 million i feel like for a franchise like the Niners uh putting everything on Jimmy G's shoulders like you know this is going to be it um, is really where they're at right now, is we, ever since, like, Kaepernick was, like, getting us to the Super Bowl and shit, we've been on this quest for six rings, and I feel like, um, by signing, uh, Garoppolo to this much money that, I mean, it proves that when we trust him and that he can really, he can be the one to take us there, and then also that, you know, we have to, to take those type of risks I don't know um I feel like we've held back in certain ways and we've just worked with what we had and then everything the whole team like slowly fell apart um for different reasons definitely um Cap it was a whole different reason um Eric Reed, who I don't know if he's staying or not but I feel like both Eric Reed and Cap leaving and maybe even Anquan Bolden, is all for like you know their own political beliefs and their their beliefs in social justice that kind of pushed him off the team. And then, previous to that, um, fucking Patrick leaving, uh, Navarro Bowman getting hurt, Frank Gore leaving, like, the Crabtree leaving, like, the team basically, you know, just dismantled. And, you know, they had, we, up until then, we were really pushing to get six rings. And that kind of all fell apart. Um... And you know the way that Garoppolo played in those those last five games was just fucking amazing. Like we were, said to be, a like to, we were terrible. Um, and anybody that that watched any Niner game last season could have saw how terrible we were. Um, as soon as he got on the team, we were just winning, and we just looked amazing. And he turned, and we weren't even one hundred percent. I wouldn't say we were working with a the lot then. Um, he was just coming with a, with a lot of, like, new energy. He was coming with a lot of, you know, aggressiveness and a lot of skill and talent. So, that's something that we needed. Um, you know, especially with, first of all, he came from the Patriots. So, uh, us acquiring him from the Patriots and then now seeing how the Patriots got, are, you know, mortal, basically. They're not immortal anymore. It's possible to beat them, um, in the, in the, possible to beat them within these past five years that, you know, people are saying like, well, did the Patriots fuck up by giving them to the Niners? And I feel like the Niners given that they it was a chance because Garoppolo's was ba would be I think he was basically like a free agent. Like we would have to sign him. We only signed him to for like the the last few games of pa- this past season that, you know, there was a chance that if Brady does retire, that he could just go back to the Patriots. Um, and so the Niners, I think, given that being on the table, decided, you know, this is what... Especially because everybody's talking about Jimmy G. Like, as soon as the Eagles lost, the, the Patriots lost, um, everybody was kind of talking about, like, well, did they make a good decision by, you know, you see how good he did with the Niners when he was a starting QB. So, um... It'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Um I a lot of people are against this. They're saying like how why would you sign to a quarterback to that much for that much money um when he's only played uh so little games, but I think that is going I think it was a risk we had to take and it's going to be interesting to see how Things pan out after the draft, and if we're able to build a good, solid team around him, I'm really excited about it, though. I'm really excited to have him as a Niner. I'm tired of losing. Um, And I feel like we could be that team again. Like, you know, given I feel like the front office is still, still ain't shit. And I don't like none of them niggas, but I feel like, you know, football wise, I feel like we can get that shit together. Um, So, yeah, that was it in the world of football. So I'm not going to hold, y'all, because, you know, we do have to talk about the trade deadline. I, that's probably the main reason why I'm making this right now. Everybody wanted me to make one on Thursday. Um, People are messaging me on Twitter and on Tumblr. Um, so, if we're going to speak about new tr- contracts, we have to talk about this shit, like, I don't know what the fuck the NBA was on, but it was it was crazy. Um, so this past Friday, well, shit, this past Thursday, um, is of course the NBA trade deadline holiday. Um, many of us were expecting for it to be not as exciting, you know, uneventful. Uh, during the last day of trading, last season was crazy. The off season was crazy. So I don't think we really expected anything, but. Um, in a series of, of bombs brought to us by, um, Adrian, ESPN senior, NBA insider, the Walsh, um, the Wash. Why do I always say his name wrong? I was just talking to my, my dad and I was saying his name wrong. Um, I'm not gonna say his full name cause fuck that shit. Um, I know it's like Wajanowski, but I always say it wrong. Um, basically Twitter just went fucking on fire cause the nigga was just... It was just crazy. Um, I was at home. I didn't have to work. I was making breakfast, nigga. I was cooking, br- like, fucking biscuits. I was... First of all, biscuits, like, trying to take that shit out the can. Like, I've never done that before. So I was sitting in there for probably, like, 15 minutes. I had to YouTube it and shit to figure out, like, how do I open a can of Pillsbury biscuits? And that shit was hella hard. And so while I'm doing that, you know, I put the shit in the oven and shit. And this was, like, 12 o'clock. And, like, by, like, 12.05, I'm on Twitter, and I hear that Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance got traded from the Lakers to the Cavs. Now, that was crazy to me because I didn't expect Larry Nance to get traded. I, like many others, probably expected for Clarkson and uh, Julius Randle to get traded. But according to, I think a few people said this, that, you know, the, the Lakers weren't looking for, um, people weren't looking for, to, to get, uh, Julius Randall Randall for a first round pick. They were trying to, you know, sell him for a second round pick and Lakers weren't, weren't trying to get that for him. I don't know why. Um, I don't feel like he's worth that, but I guess, you know, I feel like Lakers fans would, would know better than I do. Um, but I definitely would have tried to trade him as much as possible. I can see why the Cavs didn't pick him. Um, I feel like Clarkson and Larry Nance gives them more of what they need compared to Julius Randle. Um, and I could see LeBron getting frustrated with Julius Randle and how he plays sometimes. Um, what that trade did—this is before we found out who they were traded for—but what that trade did basically was uh, opened up the cap space. Um, for two max contract slots in two thousand and eighteen and two thousand and nineteen for the Lakers, and you know before we, before all the rest of the craziness happened that day, <laughs> we um, we you know people were talking like okay well this could mean LeBron in in LA um, next season or you know what what does this look like who are they trying to free up all this this cap space for, um, so yeah that was that was an interesting. Little five minutes before the shit went crazy. Um, So five minutes after that, basically, uh, we got another bomb that said that the Cavs were sending Isaiah Thomas and Channing Frye to the Lakers in exchange for Clarkson and Nance. When I tell you that was the wildest shit, for me personally, because I did not see that coming, a lot of people said, a lot of people that I talked to, like, at work and shit, like oh well well, I kind of see it. I knew he was going to stay... I knew he wasn't going to stay in Cleveland. I knew LeBron was going to... And it, the thing is, I get it, but you went through all this trouble. And it really was Kyrie trying to get out of Cleveland, but they went through all this trouble to... You know, it was just a lot. A lot went on. we They got rid of Kyrie. They got IT. Like, things like that. Like, that whole shit happening, like, didn't mean shit anymore. <laughs> like, they eventually just got rid of Kyrie. They didn't get really anything in return. And that's crazy because I think it was interesting how when they even made that trade, how people were talking about, like, well, you know, I feel like IT isn't 100% a bad point guard. I definitely feel, you know, he is definitely an undersized point guard. I feel like he is a playmaker. I feel like he does, you know, put up a good amount of points, but it didn't, we all knew it wouldn't have worked with the Cavs as much as people thought and tried to sell it like it would work. Um, and, you know, definitely trying to sell it as, you know, IT and Derrick Rose and how that, you know, would support LeBron in some way, but that did to do anything. Um, so it's just, it was just wild. Like, I, it was wild. Anybody that follows me on Twitter know that I was fucking, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't expect that at all. I didn't expect that at all. Uh but obviously the calves were done, um, like, probably around, like, 1 o'clock, a little under an hour later, um, the calves sent Derrick Rose and Crowder to Utah. Now, everybody kind of expected them to get rid of Derrick Rose. I didn't expect them to get rid of Crowder, um, just because, like, he, you know, played his little role, but... It just was clear that these niggas wasn't playing around. Like, they just were trying to get rid of everybody. So, I didn't put it past and try to get get rid of Jay Crowder. Um, But sending Derrick Rose to Utah, like, I feel like that they... I don't know. I feel like you have to be conscious at some point of the fact that he wouldn't stay there. Like, I don't know. I haven't read whether or not he's deciding to, like or they're gonna release him, or he's deciding to leave, or just retire, or whatever, but I feel like if, if Derrick Rose was sent to any place, I think, outside, outside of the Bulls to, like, retire there, then sending him to Utah gave him no chances of, like, wanting to stay in the league, or being able to stay, um, in the league, and that's sad, because a lot of us remember Derrick Rose as being one of the fucking most amazing players to watch, um, just being fast and being his air, like, his hang time. Like, I was just amazing. And it's sad that his career has, like, hit this downward spiral because of injuries and because of, you know, just trying to get back on his game. And it's been really difficult for him. And I feel like it's fucked with his mental and fucked with his head space. He, you know, he wants to play basketball, but he's not 100% into the game. And I think having IT come over and having him start really, I I think, disconnected him, and uh, detached him in some kind of way. Um, so, yeah. Uh, after that, uh, we found out that in, uh, in exchange for George Hill and Rodney Hood, the Cavs will be sending over Iman Shumpert. Now, um, Iman Shumpert and, like, fucking Kenneth Bazemore... And, like, the little young nigga who played with uh Westbrook and used to dance and shit with him before he left. P- players like them, I feel like, are only there for, like, team camaraderie. Like, only there to be, like, little cheerleaders. I don't, you know, they don't really have a, a big impact on the team. You know, they might have, you know, two or three, if not good games, good plays, like, Uh, or, you know, game winning plays, you know, so I, I, I feel like we all expected Iman to leave. I don't necessarily feel like he's ever been that nigga. Like, you know, Knicks fans can speak on it when he was with the Knicks on how he used to play, but I never felt like he was that awesome of a player to be like you know we need to hold on to Iman Shumper and then lately he just hasn't been playing that well uh all together but you know the nigga got a tv show coming out so he's gonna have ways to support himself his wife is raw as fuck so you know I don't I think that's kind of what's keeping him afloat um as far as his you know popularity or whatever but Um, him being a basketball player, you know, I feel like that's been on the back burner, which is, which is good, you know, he's a family man, he's a husband, he has to take care of, you know, that shit too, but yeah, there has he hasn't really showed up in these past few seasons, um, and really doesn't add to the Cavs being a championship team. Um, and then, in one of probably the... (laughs) When I tell y'all, this was just wild. I didn't expect it at all. I feel like most people expected Isaiah Thomas to go, but I don't think anybody expected Dwayne Wade to be traded um, back to the Miami Heat. Now it makes a lot of sense. It's not to once you sit and think about it. Aside from like being in shock, um, you realize that it's you know it's a really good trade. He gets to go back to to where he you know started at. What's what's really his home and retire there and i think that that's a really cool thing but now i do but like initially i was like what the fuck like i especially since you know we have this whole thing is like lebron is like the general manager lebron is basically the owner of the fucking calves and to this whole like trading fiasco everybody was like damn lebron got rid of him lebron got rid of him and so when d wade was sent to Miami was like damn this nigga got rid of him too but you know of course it's all for jokes at the end of the day these niggas are like brothers and um yeah and it was like all love like that's where his home is that's where his heart is really that's where his kids are you know um and so it was it was uh it was fitting and I think that it was cool for the Cavs to do that um but yeah that shit was crazy like that (laughs) To have all of that happen in about an hour was just wild as fuck. To get rid of six players in in an hour is just... It was just wild. Um, some honorable mentions from this trade deadline would be Elford Payton, who went to the Suns, and Emmanuel M- uh, Moutier, who went to the Knicks. Um, I feel like him going to the Knicks is kind of fucked up. Uh, I know Knicks fans... Don't want to hear it, but I just feel like, unless, you know, God willing, Chris Stops comes back next season and is 100% healthy and is able to, you know, continue to be the great player that he is and continue to support the Knicks the way he has, um, I don't really see Emmanuel Moutier having... Like, he's an amazing player. I don't know how he's been doing these past few seasons, but Denver lucked up on a good nigga, and um, he you know, it just wasn't working. I don't think Denver's working in general. And, um, him going to the Knicks is kind of like, okay, so you just went from a bad team to, like, a slightly less bad team? Like, you know. Um, but I mean, it's New York. That's kind of how they bribe these niggas who, especially niggas from Denver, um, looking at you, nigga Carmelo Anthony, uh, this is kind of how, like, they bribe niggas, you know, to come, to come play for the Knicks. You know, you get to live in New York You get to be a part of New York lifestyle. And I think that's kind of what got him there. He just needs to get out of Denver at the end of the day. Um, uh, Also, Blake Griffin is a Piston. That happened, I don't know if that, I think that happened last week or a week or two before then. But that was also an interesting uh, turn of events. I forgot who they got for him. Um, He's been doing fairly well with the Pistons. Him and Andre Drummond just seemed like an amazing fit. Um, the Clippers also lucked up. I forgot who they got, but they definitely lucked up. Um, and yeah, uh, shit's just been crazy. Um, it was even more crazy because the Cavs have to play the Hawks the very next day. So the Cavs are set to play the Hawks on Friday. Um, they reportedly, and this is what I heard, I don't, but I think because of the way shit panned out, it didn't really happen. They are supposed to fly their own physician to perform physicals. On the new players hoping that they start on Friday um however I only seen 10 players start that night um and most of them were people well all of them were people who were probably already on the the roster and were cleared to play um I couldn't watch the game these fuck niggas at my job so like I work at a restaurant part-time and then I do a, a substitute or whatever so the um you know, at the bar and shit, they watch different shit. And so, we were watching the game on and off. I was pe- I was peeking in, and I wasn't seeing anybody new. So, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And the bartenders were kind of telling me, but didn't really know themselves. And then I come back in to see, like, the third quarter. And they turn on the Olympics. The Winter Olympics, like, uh opening ceremony. And, you know, that's like a, I guess, <laughs> I guess mo- majority of people like to watch that type of shit, but it was just, like, it made no sense. Like, why the fuck are we not... Like, first of all, we're in Atlanta. These niggas will watch Hawks games every other day. I don't know why, but they will watch them. They won't watch a good-ass, like, fucking Milwaukee Bucks versus Sixers game, but we'll watch a Hawks game. That makes no sense to me. Um, especially if it's nationally televised. Like, what the fuck? So, um... I came back, the game was off, so there was no way I could have watched it. But, um, yeah, it did. I didn't see anybody new on the court that was traded to them, so I don't necessarily know how that uh, process is going or when they'll be able to play. Um, but the Cavs still beat the Hawks. 123-107, <laughs> to uh, 107, Kyle Corver dropped 30 points on his old team. Um... And yeah, uh, Dwayne Wade was also set to play with the Heat on Friday, um, a day after being traded to the, to Miami. Um, as expected, Miami Heat fans were very happy to have him back. Uh, I have a one of my coworkers is from Florida, I think from Tampa, and he was just so excited. He was like, "Damn, I wish I could have been back home in order to see this game." Him and I were talking about the jer- the Miami Vice jerseys, which are fucking amazing. Um, a few people before D-Wade got traded, we were talking about, like, well, damn, you know, these jerseys hella raw, but I wouldn't get one unless, uh, Dwayne Wade was playing back for them, like, that would be, that would be hell raw, you know, just thinking about it as an idea, then that shit actually happened, so, <laughs> he and I was talking about it, he was like, I need to get one, um, his the speaking of, like the jersey first of all uh was put on sale Thursday afternoon so probably like a few hours after he got traded, and reportedly received sales from like around a hundred countries in just fifteen fucking hours, um and the site was crashing and whatnot so people are going crazy over that jersey, um the Heat uh beat the Bucks, ninety one to eighty five, um Dwayne Wade didn't really play that well he was like one for six and scored I think it was like two or three points um in like 20-22 minutes but um you know the whole it was he's he's like in the last few stages of his career really he's gotten a few rings like you know I don't that's not saying to that's not saying he's 100% washed um I think that if the Heat wanted to make a run they could make a run um If they got the the right players to support him. But, uh, yeah. People were just more excited that he was back. uh, more than anything. Um, so yes. Like, the past few days have been crazy as far as, like, the NBA. Um, it's just been wild. I didn't expect any of this shit to happen. Um, I, well, I expected a few things. But as far as, like, IT and D-Wade leaving, that was crazy to me. Um, Nobody else really made any major moves. I I know that um, people were kind of trying to talk to the uh, Charlotte to try to see if they can get uh, Kimba get a deal for Kimba. But I know Jordan wasn't really kind of <laughs> he definitely wasn't letting go of Kimba. Um, it would have been cool to see the Cavs get Kimba. I think that that would have really been an amazing pickup. Um, Uh, I think George Hill is going to be their point guard for now, with LeBron, of course, doing everything. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how the postseason goes. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how the playoffs go, uh, especially, like, for real, because um, the Cavs are going to be going in with a brand-new team. They have to rebuild that chemistry. Um, And I think for many of us, we kind of see that this is just – they they might not make the finals this year. Um I don't put anything past LeBron, but they might not make the finals this year. Um because they decided to rebuild in the middle of the fucking season. Like it's just going to be interesting. I I once the play once the All-Star All-Star weekend is done, it's going to be uh everything's going to be intense. As everybody knows. Everything's going to be intense and I'm just ready to see how the playoffs go. I want the Warriors to step it up a lot. They just, uh, I I don't know if y'all watched this OKC game, but they just played OKC like last week and it was fucking terrible. It was like the worst basketball they played. Draymond got ejected because he kept getting into it with the ref. Um, but he was really the only one bringing like any kind of like intense energy or like playoff energy, whereas like the whole. OKC team brought that energy, and it was just really disappointing. Like, I expected more, and we didn't really get any of that. Um And a lot of people saying, oh, well, you know, they're just ready to be in the playoffs, but I don't know. I, I feel like that's a cop-out. Um Regardless, you should still, you know, you should still be prepared to win. They're still number one in the West, but I just feel like, But by barely, like uh, probably like a half a game or one game because the Rockets are right behind us. So I don't know. I just hopefully after an all-star break, we'll see them step it up and we'll see them uh, look good enough to be a a playoff contender. Like everybody just gives them that title, but I need to see effort and I need to see work being done um, for me to be like, okay, well, they're gonna be the Western Conference champions, um or they're yeah, they're gonna be in the finals, and I just I don't really see that right now, um, but I don't see the rockers being that, and I don't see anybody else being that, so i need I need them to prove it to me um yeah, okay, um, I have listener questions as well, thank you to everybody who sends in questions you can. DM me questions at shootmeadub me a dub on Twitter. You can email us questions um at shootmeadub dub at gmail.com. Um the first question says should the grizzlies trade Tyreek Ebb? Most of these questions are trade deadline questions. Um and bef- if they were given to me way before uh Friday. I mean way before Thursday. So obviously a lot of this shit isn't gonna happen or has already happened. Um, first question said, should the Grizzlies trade Tyreek Evans away, and should Connolly be traded as well? Um, I don't think the Grizzlies should have traded Tyreek. Um, well, they should have traded Ty- Tyreek, but the Grizzlies didn't trade Ty- Tyreek because, um, apparently all of the offers that were given to for, for him this past trade deadline weren't sufficient enough for, like, a player of his caliber, um, Tyreek isn't as raw as he used to be, but he's still a good enough player, um, to where he could get a a good deal, like, he could get a good, they could get a good offer for him. Um, but it was interesting, because he was sat for five games straight, like, before the trade deadline, trade deadline, a nigga can't talk today, and y'all can tell I'm sick, I don't even sound like my normal, like, high-pitched-ass voice, bear with me, um, they couldn't get uh They couldn't get shit for him, basically, and then before the trade deadline, they had sat him for five games. Um, so a lot of people were expecting that they were going to trade him um, at the end of the day because they couldn't get anything that was good enough uh to match for him, um, they made a safe move, like just not trading him in general or not doing any kind of trades in general. Um, but it clearly shows that they're setting up for the, this upcoming off season. Um, and I feel like that's when they're going to make most of their changes. Um, they're still, they, you know, not training anybody. Definitely didn't set them up to struggle as much as, struggle any more than they already have been this season. Um, Memphis is, is like 12th in the West right now. Um, so yeah, they did, I, I, I respect it. Not making, uh, uh, risky call or risky decision and um struggling even even more than you already are um I don't think they should trade Conley uh he's like averaging like 17-18 points a game I don't think they would have gotten rid of him this uh season but like I said I feel like they're preparing to just make a lot of changes this upcoming season I don't feel like they're gonna get rid of Mark Gasol, I feel like they want him to retire a Grizzly, um, but I definitely think everybody else is up for, um, is up on the chopping block, and, um, it'll be interesting to see how the Grizzlies pan out, um, next season. The next question says, if the Cavs can swing the DeAndre Jordan trade, do you think that puts them over the hump? So, the Cavs definitely didn't get DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> I think if the Cavs would have been able to get DJ, that would have given them the big man that they need on the team. They've been struggling. They've been hella struggling on defense. Um and DJ would have been awesome. I think him and LeBron was just like fucking crazy. Like two really, really athletic uh players on one team uh would have been amazing to see. Um, especially DJ. Ha- DJ has made a lot of improvements on his own. Um, he's a better free throw shooter. Um, He consistently puts up uh, points and rebounds. He averages like probably, he probably averages like 10 to 15 a game um, in points and probably like a little bit more in rebounds a game. Um, But the Clippers were definitely not up for trading DJ uh, during this trade deadline, which makes sense. I mean, they have, I would, I would hold on to DJ as much as possible. Um, I feel like once he gets the chance, he might not stay. Um. Third question: If LeBron lands somehow lands on if LeBron somehow lands on Golden State, uh, what other super team will form to go against them? Is it a collective thing where a new team is built or an already good team that has a couple more players join? First of all, that would never happen. Um. Second, if it did happen, the entire league would be in shock for like five years or more. Um. I think no current or future team could beat a roster with LeBron, Steph, Katie, Draymond, and Clay Thompson. Even though Clay Thompson ain't shit right now, but I don't think any. <laughs> that just sounds crazy. Um, I think people entertaining that was hilarious. Um, I think even Cavs fans considering, not not Cavs fans, LeBron fans considering being a LeBron a fan of LeBron on a Golden State Warrior team was very funny. Um, I would have loved to see that because I would have talked so much shit. But yeah, um, LeBron shut that shit down and I feel like anybody with since would know that that wasn't even possible. That would never happen. Um, fourth question is, what are your thoughts on this season's rookie class? Uh, we talked about this before on a previous episode. If you go back to like the first episode of this season, we talked about, um, our favorite rookies right now. LaSalle talked about it. Shout out to LaSalle. LaSalle, is obviously not on this episode. He had hella shit to do. Um, so he'll be on the next one, but, um, yeah. He talked a lot about the rookies that he likes. He, pay, he pays more attention to rookies when they're in college and shit. Unless I like a specific rookie, I usually don't watch college basketball. Um... But I, however, was really impressed by Kyle Kuzma. I still think that he brought some, brought the energy that the Lakers need, um, needed to the team. Um, especially because he's a lot more hype, a lot more aggressive. He takes a lot of chances, and I feel like that's exactly what they need. Um, not somebody that's going to be timid or anything. Even though that's you know, every a few of them are still in their growing stages as far as developing into good players, and so that's going to be a given of them, you know, trying to fill out what level of aggressiveness is theirs, what, you know, how they're going to bring their own energy, but Kyle Kuzma just came out the gate like that, and I think that really impressed me. Um, I think it's also going to be interesting to see how this whole Markel-Fultz situation plays out next season. Um obviously this season he's been struggling a lot um and a lot of people check it up to a number of different things saying that you know his shoulder is fucked up he can't shoot uh people saying like the nigga just lost all shooting capabilities in general like he's just terrible um and then some people were saying basically that this nigga uh that the Sixers are playing everybody, and they just want him to. They just want him to sh- to make it seem like he's struggling, so next season he can be raw. Um, I don't know why they would sabotage themselves in that way. I don't know if it's for like notoriety or whatever, or to get some kind of pu- publicity. But um, I just think it's gonna be interesting to see how he pans out next year. I feel like he'll be a little bit more, uh, a little bit better. And this year he's just struggling a lot with some injuries. So yes, um, please send in questions, we appreciate the questions, we will answer them on the show as long as they are sports related, or even if they're not sports related, as long as they're respectful, you feel me, we'll do that, um, yeah, um, I do have a Mark S nigga of the week, last, uh, week we didn't really do one, we kinda did one, but it was kinda like spur of the moment one. I was really on some positive type shit, but we did have to... I think we called out Michael Jordan. Um, but this week's Mark Nigga of the Week is Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson... (laughs) Ever since Klay Thompson became a Warrior, I've had trouble with him. Like, I feel like he and I, you know, he doesn't know this, but we go back and forth with, you know, who he is as a player. Um... I've talked about this before, but when he first came in, and and even right now, he was very timid and very scary, and um, he just didn't want. He just he just held back so much. He's a tall ass nigga. This nigga is tall. I think he's like six seven. He's really tall, um, which is probably the average, but still, like he he's not very skinny. He has like a, a, a average like body type, but he doesn't use it really and then he always looks very lost and scared while playing. Um mind you, he is a amazing shooting guard. He was, used to be one of the best shooting guards in the league. Um but he's averaged 18 points in the last 10 games. Um he's not playing well overall. He's not he rarely plays really good defense. You can catch him in a good season where he's playing good defense in the past, but Lately, he's just been struggling all around. And I'm just tired of the bullshit. I feel like, you know, we just need to start. Either he needs to change his shit and get better, or we need to try to, like, figure out how to trade him. Because I don't see, I mean, we do need some help defensively. We need better big men. But I, I just don't know what the point is of keeping him, him around. Um, especially when Steph, you know, kind of has these uh off nights. Clay doesn't really step up. And, um, it used to be that they could, you know, one could take off a night and then the other one could step up. And it's not really like that. He's not really, um, he's not really doing anything at all. And I just, I'm just sad to the shit. Like, I feel like it's hella weak. I feel like it's is hella weak and he could do better. And if he can't do better, then we can find somebody that do better. Um, so yeah, he is the mark ass Nick of the Week, Niggas can disagree with me on this, but I really don't care for him at this point. Um, is he's been in the league long enough to get rid of that timid ass behavior? Um, and niggas, I feel like niggas misinterpret as oh he's just chill. No, the nigga looks scared every time. He looks scared and lost every time he's on the court. So you know, I I don't know what he's doing during the off season. I don't know who he's training with, but he needs to get a lot better. He needs to use his height and weight as an advantage and be a better defender. And be a better player. Um, He's already a great shooter. Even though he has not been a consistently great shooter. Really these past couple seasons. Or maybe not. Mm. Well definitely not this season. (laughs) Um, He hasn't been good. And he just. I, I don't know. I just don't. I just don't fuck with it. And I feel like at this point. We don't need to be comfortable at all. We don't need to be weighing. Oh well uh, Western Conference champions are just gonna fall, it's gonna fall into our lap, like, no, uh, we have to continue to improve in some kind of way, I feel like Draymond, Steph, and KD is a solid, like, we gonna stick with that, but if we gotta trade Klay Thompson, Jordan Bell, fucking McCall for, uh, DeAndre Jordan, or Anthony Davis, or Boogie Cousins, like, we should do that, um, because it would I f- I feel like that would make sense for our team. Um uh whatever shooting we miss out on by getting rid of Clay Thompson, um, we can make up in Stephen KD. Uh so yeah. Um some last minute reminders before we close this thing out. Uh you gotta follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, so whether that be Google Play uh, iTunes podcast, SoundCloud. Please rate our podcast. We need that feedback. Leave comments and shit. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. As long as you're respectful, you feel me? As long as you come correct. We will respect you. We will take it into consideration and we'll make the necessary improvements. Look out for episodes every other Sunday of the month. Um, So you should be looking out for this episode Sunday. It might come out on Monday. I'm not going to say whether or not it will But, um, today has just been a busy-ass week for all of us. And so, um, but regardless of that, you should be looking out for one every Sunday of the month. Next week is All-Star Weekend. You can follow me on Twitter at ShootMeADub. I will be live-tweeting and talking shit about All-Star Weekend. First of all, fuck these All-Star jerseys. They're trash. They've been trash for a while, but these are really trash. It's crazy hell. The fucking celebrity game jerseys look way better than the all-star game jerseys. Like this shit is just ass all around. Um, last minute shout out, shout out to Black Panther. Um, gonna see that shit next Friday. You feel me? Shout out to South Seas. Go and purchase a I love South Seas hoodie for Valentine's Day. Um, shout out Quincy Jones. You feel me? Shout out all the old niggas out here. Just living their best lives um y'all be creepy you know y'all be weird as fuck but the ones who are just you know who just clearly get high and talk shit and play dominoes and spades and shit shout out to y'all um hopefully you were good fathers and are good elders of the youngins underneath you um and that's it thank y'all for tuning in and we'll see y'all next time